The Israel Report with Rolene Marks. Well, call it round two, round three, maybe round four. All the updates from yesterday's voting. Joining us on the line now to unpack that further. Rolene Marks, our correspondent from Israel. Good afternoon, Rolene. Always a pleasure to have you on board. Always a pleasure to be here. I'm telling you what mm-hmm. a week it has been in the Knesset. Yesterday, you and I were talking about the Balagan with the mm-hmm. voting on the Judicial Selection Committee. I gave you the results uh, as they came in, which were quite extraordinary. Now, just to recap, there was a move by Prime Minister Netanyahu to try and delay the voting for a month. Now, this resulted in the opposition leader saying that if this goes ahead, that they will pull out of negotiation talks at the prime minister's office, I mean, at the president's house, because this blows up uh, democracy. And the um, anti-overhaul movement were threatening to protest. They said this was this would would have been like the protest for your Afghanistan being mm-hmm. fired on steroids. Nevertheless, <laughs> the votes went ahead. Netanyahu's reason for trying to defer the vote was he said he couldn't guarantee Karin Al Harar who is the opposition's um, candidate, he couldn't uh, uh, guarantee that she would win one of the two key positions, which is one uh, um, from the opposition and one from the coalition. Uh, yesterday, Otzma Yehudit, that is Ben Gavir's party, the far-right party, uh, they said they want to try and move for two seats on the... Uh, selection committee that didn't seem to go ahead. So far, only the voting on these two key positions. But in quite a shocking result at 58 to 56, which means that four of the Likud faction were likely to have voted in favor of the opposition's candidate, we had a clear win for um, Karin al Harana. if you uh, want to know who she is, many of you would be familiar with uh, uh, Karin. She was the Minister of Energy and Environment and, and is confined to uh, a wheelchair. Um, however, now we have drama in the Likud who say that the hunt is on for the four Likudniks who voted in favor of the opposition and upset the apple cart. And the coalition are saying that uh, whoever it was, they are traitors, which is really not good language. We don't want to hear this kind of language at such a precarious time in Israel's history from either side, uh, from the uh, pro-reforms or from the anti-reforms. You know, let's mm-hmm. quieten down the, the rhetoric. Uh, and then, to compound the drama, we had uh, Tali Gottlieb, who's a very controversial choice. She was the coalition's um, candidate. She didn't win. She's been asked to, to uh, step down or face being sanctioned by the party. And she said, you don't want to do that. You underestimate how powerful I am with right-wing voters. So... What a day. And now, just fresh drama, because, Michael, what would be a day here without some drama? Mm-hmm. Go we on. have a brouhaha uh, brewing, as they do, between uh, Itamar Ben-Gavir oh, okay. 
and the uh, police commissioner who is actually apparently out of the country at the moment on very um, sensitive family business. We don't know too many details. And uh, Benny Gantz has just lambasted Itamar Ben-Gavir for announcing while the commissioner is out of the country that he won't be extending his term as police commissioner. And uh, there have been calls um, to dismiss Ben-Gavir from his position. Uh, also earlier today, he wants to push for any... Uh, suspects in, in the Arab community, particularly who uh, pose some kind of uh, threat more criminal than um, uh, terror. He wants to have uh, a bill introduced that would allow them to be arrested without basically any kind of uh, uh, or placed on administrative detention. And the state prosecutor's office has sent a legal opinion to the Justice Minister Yariv Naveen saying that a bill to allow for administrative detention in a bid to fight crime in Arab communities presents a clear threat to democracy. <laughs> ben Gavir in the spotlight again. We've got the voting process uh, carrying on and on. Roland, what story are we going to be talking about on Monday? Only time will tell. But uh, we don't have much time now to discuss everything else we arranged to discuss this afternoon. Let's look at Herzog off to the United States. Gallant meets counterpart in the United States. Will Bibi ever be invited? <laughs> Over to you. <laughs> So, so the president is rumored, well, not rumored, uh, he will be off to the United States to meet with President Biden. This is expected in the second week of July. We don't have a confirmed date and will possibly also be addressing Congress. Now, this is the second visit to Washington for the president in less than a year. Now, at the moment, we have our... Defence Minister, who we thought was going to Washington to meet his counterpart, he's actually in Brussels meeting the Pentagon Chief Secretary of State Lloyd Austin. Uh, you know, probably top of the agenda is discussions around Iran and any possible deals. And you know, people are saying that you know, where is the Prime Minister's invitation to meet with Biden? This is the longest a U.S. president has gone without extending an invitation to a, um, a, a newly elected, even though we know that uh, this is one of several terms that Prime Minister Netanyahu has served, without inviting him for uh, a meeting. And we know that the Biden administration are very vocal critics of the proposed judicial overhauls and, and have expressed their concerns. So... It is uh, a brewing up to being quite a bit of an issue, mm-hmm. but the president is headed to what to Washington. And coupled with that, we that, well, the president's office have confirmed that the first lady of Ukraine, Olena Zelenska, will be visiting Israel shortly. She will be hosted by our first lady, Mikhail Herzog, and she is likely to visit Ukrainian soldiers that are being treated. But uh, in the Israeli hospitals. Roland, okay, so let's look at uh, Israel's defense uh, situation regarding exports. Now, Germany is buying what's this, what it's called, this Arrow 3 missile defense system. Take us through that. What's happening there? 
Well, they have announced that the Bundestag and the Defense Ministry have given the green light to purchase Israel's Arrow 3 missile defense systems for about $14.3 billion. And uh, this has to be okayed by the Americans who will give their approval and that sale should go through. But Mm -hmm. what is quite amazing is that Israel has set a new record in defense exports, over 12.5 billion in 2022. So they've increased by 50% in three years. And the stats are actually quite fascinating. I've got the stats here from the, the Ministry of Defense. And who do you think our biggest purchases of uh, defense weapons are? Please, I wait in anticipation. <laughs> if you thought uh, North America, you would be it's Europe at 29% followed mm-hmm. by, well, actually, that's wrong. I, I read from right to left. I should be reading from left to right. It's the Asia and Pacific region at 30%, Europe at 29%, North America at 11%. The Abraham Accords countries coming in at a whopping 24%, which okay. shows you how close the ties are. Africa at 3% and Latin America 3%. No great uh, shocker there, but some very, very impressive stats, especially that huge chunk being sold to our Abrahamic uh, uh, brethren. That's Morocco, Bahrain, Mm -hmm. and the United Arab Emirates. Certainly no surprise there. Ronin, as we always do, as we wrap up our chat, let's uh, wrap up on some inspirational uh, Inspirational news. Well, uh, we've got Bruno Mars, who's got uh, what extra concerts planned for the rest of the year. But now we also have uh, organizers have confirmed Christina Aguilera will perform a concert in Israel in August. I'm telling you, this mm-hmm. is uh, turning out to be the hottest summer in ages. I mean, this year we've had <laughs> Maroon 5, we've right. had uh, Adam Lambert, who was here the other night, Robbie Williams, mm-hmm. uh, we've had Guns and Roses, I'm not even going to comment on Axel Rose's singing, we've got Bruno <laughs> Mars, who's had to right. add uh, a, a, an extra show. Uh, we would have had the Backstreet Boys. Unfortunately, um, Islamic Jihad put an end to, to that by firing rockets. But yeah, for the first time to perform in Israel, Christina Aguilera, the 10th of August, she'll be performing uh, live in Rishon Litzion. Tickets are on sale. And hey, if you're headed to Israel this August and you want to see Christina Aguilera in concert, there you go. Indeed. Uh, Rolin, any update? Uh, let's just hope there are, I'm sure there's good news because it seems to have been under control regarding the zoo and the animals which are being uh, contained. That was the last report we had. So we do have statements coming in from the Tish Biblical Zoo mm-hmm. in Jerusalem. This was about an hour or so ago and from the aquarium because firefighters have been battling fires in that area. The zoo spokesman says, so far only civilians have been evacuated. There is no evacuation of the animals in the zoo and aquarium. Firefighters are performing perimeter protection and are separating the flames from the animals. At this stage, there is no immediate danger to the animals. Okay, good news there. Rowling, we're going to have to leave it there. Can you believe it? Another week has gone. We'll be chatting to you again next week, Monday. Have a blessed evening and, of course, a weekend until we chat on Monday. Rowling Marks bringing us the latest on what's happening in the Holy Land right now.